Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, new names possibly to consider within the Texas Tech head coaching search and a spring football camp primer. Let's go! You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you again for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, and today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Chris, great to be back with you, man. Wrapping up the week, and what a busy time for Texas Tech fans. Is You've got activity in all directions. Lady Raiders in action. You've got a Texas Tech baseball conference opener in the LBK this weekend. we got spring football just around the corner on the other side of the weekend. And, of course, we're sitting here with bated breath, wondering what could be to come very soon as it relates to the Tech head coaching search. So we're going to get to a little bit of all of the above uh, and somewhat even more interestingly as we join one another now, Chris, on the heels of some tournament games, some seasons coming to an end. And here they're wondering, does this season coming to an end impact Texas Tech's coaching search? Some of those questions out there, I guess, to be asked as we wrapped up the week. Yeah, and as we sit here and talk, it's St. Patrick's Day, so get you some green beer today, people. Uh, have you a bowl full of hey. Lucky Charms and get get after it. Uh, <laughs> so there, there's all, there's all that. Yeah, and eat I, the you, cereal. Don't just pick out the marshmallows, kids. Yeah, and did you know you can actually buy just the marshmallows like on places like Amazon.com? Kind of blew my mind when I saw that. I'm like, I have heard that. It's like a and life I saw hack, Chris. Yeah, the one dude they sold it to though, they had to knock down a bedroom wall and carry him out with a forklift. Did you see that? I think they call it my six hundred pound marshmallow life, something like that. There you go. That is quite Happy possible. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, that's quite possible. Yeah, big, big baseball series, uh, obviously tonight, as you mentioned, too, uh, just because that's you know Oklahoma State and Texas Tech were we're right there at the top of the preseason uh, predictions as far as you know, and Oklahoma State comes in here with a. Uh, I think a number 12 ranking, uh, Texas Tech just on the, on that right, uh, barely inside the top 25, I think rank number 22. So yeah, this one, uh, this one will be a big one here. Uh, and uh, the weather, ought to, it's not exactly baseball weather this weekend. Going to oh be a bit, going to be a bit chilly. <laughs> so bundle Frosty. up, yeah. Yeah, bundle up if you're going to, out to Dan Law. <laughs> Um, and, and, and credit to the Krista Gerlich's Lady Raiders, as you mentioned, you know, first, I think, postseason win. What did I see in 12 or 13 years? Hey, it's a WNIT. I think it makes sense for them. They'll, they'll get another home game on Monday night against SMU. So uh, kudos to them. Hey. You, you're, you're making some progress. And since you mentioned that kind of streak uh, for the Lady Raiders looking back in time, let me just mention for no reason whatsoever – uh, the last thing I heard last night as the Aggies were getting waxed by Penn State and the little <laughs> announcer guy told me, you know, the Aggies don't have a tournament win since 2001. Woo! Okay, 
now we may continue on. Uh, and, <laughs> and 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 you know you know the irony there is that <clears throat> you do you remember putting up the graphic the other day of the top ten paid coaches in the country? I sure do. Yep. Buzz Williams is on that list. Number Bob 10, Huggins. Maybe. Bob Huggins is also on that list. Uh, they both. Uh, that's right. Early and out. Both gone uh, fishing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So. I love um, Buzz too. You got to like a man that'll get dressed up in a three-piece suit to get his ass kicked on national TV, <laughs> and and, and uh, sweat all the way through it. You know because know. He, what's it the best, Buzz? Yeah, he, he does perspire. Yeah, he always missing his little the watch with the the chain. Yeah, he he's uh, he's always had ties to the state of Texas. I mean, I, I think if if he was somewhere off uh like it like he was at virginia tech or he was at marquette like were previous stops mm-hmm. of his i think he would be a prime candidate for your uh for your head coaching job just because uh he's got so many ties to the state of texas but yeah th- let's just go well, into- chris isn't that a good example of like a name just i don't mean to backtrack too much but no. that that was a big hire for the aggies when they made it and it's gone ever since he arrived i mean you never know you never know what's going to translate when it comes to prior success and what you got going on with your program. And and, and I, I think that that's that's well said, and that's why. And it's impossible to ultimately know, but that's why yeah. the quote unquote fit is so important. You can have good coaches, okay, and and there are a lot of really good basketball coaches, but that's not the whole part of of what you're trying to do. It's and, and so the, the fit and, and, and again, fit can kind of be a lot of different things, but if you don't have the right fit at a job and it really doesn't matter what sport you're coaching in, it, it sometimes it just doesn't work. Uh, it, it just doesn't. And it's, it's not lay of the land. It's not the recruiting component. It's not, you know, the, the your personality and, and the way you deal with media and boosters. It's not, you know, in some cases, not necessarily about postseason success. It's not about budget, but it is about all of those things. So that that's the thing. It's like it's up to the uh, <laughs> the committee to kind of determine. You know, uh, and, and again, like I think a huge component is who you surround yourself with, not just roster but yes. staff. And if you that's have no ties here. You better have a lot of people around here that, that that somewhat do or have a familiarity with the league and all those things. But I think that's uh, yeah, that's well said because I mean, you know, I don't think they've he's done a whole lot. He had a good year this year, but the SEC was somewhat down, and and so I think that's a that's a great example of. I mean, it's just like Porter Mosier we were talking about the other day. You know, I mean, Final Four man, and that's that's elite level stuff, and then just hasn't really translated in Norman. It just has not, and then he's about to switch conferences and all those things so yeah uh, let's do you, do you want to get into some of these guys because yeah i'm kind of wondering like who you who was um popping out to you maybe when their season came to an end and you thought oh okay maybe his phone is available now is there anybody like that yet but first today's episode brought to you by america's number one sports book FanDuel. And now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app, become a new customer because new customers get that no sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't hit. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today, safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, point scores, three points drained if basketball is your thing, or all points in between. Underwater basket weaving, anyone. 
FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with that <laughs> same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more and make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering like who you who was um, popping out to you maybe when their season came to an end and you thought, oh, okay, maybe his phone is available now. Is there anybody like that yet? I, I think, you know, Grant McCaslin's name is going to be in this thing until it's not. And what I mean by that is until he says, no, I'm not going there, or until Texas Tech makes a hire, I think Grant McCaslin is going to be kind of in the mix here. They won their first uh, NIT game. They will play Sunday afternoon uh, against Sam Houston State. They could very well likely, I think they're hosting that game, they could very well likely win that one, and he could kind of continue on here. So we'll keep an eye on that. Andy Kennedy, UAB, did, did the same thing. Beat, uh, uh, won their first game. I think they play like Moorhead State maybe on, on Sunday in the second round of the NIT. So both of those games are on Sunday afternoon. So at the end of the weekend, so you won't know, you know, anything. Not that they can't talk to you or anything. I just don't know if they can drop right. everything that they're doing and like get on a plane and come out here or you – or, or drop what you're doing and, and you go out there and see them as they've still got games to play. But or Roberts' season is done. If you want to call Paul Mills, uh, you 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 know the, the runway is clear if that is somebody that you are interested in. And I think at the very least they've either touched the you know f- felt that situation out a bit and maybe w- would progress with it. I don't know if he's as much in it as say a guy like McCaslin is, but I, I don't I don't really know. But I do think he's a name of interest. We'll, we'll go that route. I think today, I think it's important to note that you you have a guy like uh, Randy Bennett at St. Mary's, who is a new name that you kind of hear some things about that that may have interest or Tech may have interest in him. He plays at 1 o'clock in Albany, New York, uh, against uh, Virginia Commonwealth. So that, I hadn't heard that name. What What's the – is there an obvious connection there or is that just from the ether? So, to speak. so Cowan, I think he Randy Bennett has been at St. Mary's since like uh, 2000, 2001. He has not. He's mm-hmm. been kind of in his nook there in, yeah. in, in the mountains there in California for 20 plus years. And to be honest with you, he's just crushed it. Uh, he's, I think, won 30, 30 plus games. 19 of the 22 seasons he's been there. Okay. Wow. And he, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, now granted, I think some would say, well, you're in the West coast conference, but this is Gonzaga's league. And this is also the the league. I believe that BYU participates basketball with. Well, Mm. so you get to thinking to yourself, why would somebody after being there for so long, why would they leave now? And why would they leave? For Texas Tech, nothing against the Tech thing, but it's like you, you, you've had other opportunities to leave because I think it's well documented. Stanford went after him, Cal went after him. I think Arizona State has has kicked the tires there before because I think he's originally from Phoenix. And this is uh, mm-hmm. Coach Bennett's like around 60, 61 years old, I think. And so, but but there's a lot of realignment talk about out there about Gonzaga and the Big Twelve, and I think there's a lot of people that feel like that is somewhat imminent that Gonzaga will pack up uh, and and move all sports to the Big 12. I can't say if that's for sure or not, but there's a lot of people that believe that. And, all sports. And, 
Yeah, which I don't know how many sports they participate in. I just I'm just thinking about men's basketball, yeah. but I think it's and, and baseball. They're good in baseball, but again, we we're so focused on football. But I think this yeah. would be basketball driven, if you will. And again, what do the finances look like? I, I'm not real sure. But point being, if you look up and you're Randy Bennett and you're the St. Mary's head coach in the West Coast Conference, and you look up and you're two primary rivals or your main one, and then maybe even like a 1A in BYU, they're both gone. Exactly what league are you in now? You know, and so maybe that that does make sense that he would all of a sudden look to leave now mm-hmm. with the league. And again, this is just me kind of trying to connect some dots on the timing. Sure. But again, I think it would be an interesting fit. He's very much tied to the, the Australian and the European uh, player um, you know, you, you go look at the team pictures and it's a bunch of Australian and European guys. It's just like a, and, and they're very skilled, uh, but it's a finesse game. I don't know if it translates in the big 12. That's for other people to decide if he is a legit candidate or not. Yeah. yeah. So, but they play today, uh, that they would be a, a bit of a favorite, uh, against Virginia Commonwealth. So, so there's that. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, you know, Steve Alford's team has already lost. Chris Jans's team has already lost. So you're kind of. You're starting to get to the point where there's not there's not many folks uh, left that you know are are still playing. But I mean, you know, again, Andy Kennedy, uh, Grant McCaslin, and I guess uh, Randy Bennett. Now here's you here's you a, a different name that you have not heard, I don't believe, and that is that of, of former Charlotte Hornets head coach James Borrego. Uh, I think he resides in Albuquerque. He's in his mid forties. Uh, I think he's a, he's a kind of an NBA lifer, a longtime assistant coach with the Spurs, won two championships there. Spent a lot of time with the Orlando Magic, and I think that I think at some level he is in the mix here. And you're going, what in the where is this coming from? And and I I don't really know. Uh, I just know that I would term him a, a very you know, a, a person of interest in this search. And I think that to, to the, co- to the committee's credit. That just, just sounds so cops ish. Well, I don't know any other way. To don't leave the it. country. Yeah. He's, no, a, I like it. he's a potential candidate. He's a, That's right. yeah. You're a suspect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> That's but, interesting. Do, the, do, the, do some of those things, Chris, maybe, uh, are they impacted by like the search firm, not the search committee, but like the national? I guess you know they firm, could be. Maybe? I, I mean, the yeah. search firm is going to have you know suggestions. It's really up to the internal yeah. folks to kind of vet all that and go, yeah, this this doesn't work for us, or or keep searching, or or hey, we 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 appreciate you sending us that, but we also want to talk to these people. Uh, and, gotcha. and, and this one is a unique one, how it, how, how he became involved. But I mean, I, I think to the, to the, either the search committee or the internal committee's credit, I think it would be, it's a very much outside the box thought process. Cause let's think it through here. Your roster is kind of changing year to year, the way that things are working with NIL and transfer portal and all those things. So, and that's kind of very similar to the NBA. And, and you you know, everybody calls it, what's well, like free agency in college? Well, it, it may be nice to have a guy that is well-versed in, for the last 15-plus years in the NBA, that's got the hardware to prove it, to basically look at a recruit or a prospect and say, 
I know exactly what you have to do to get to the next level because that's what these guys, right, wrong, or indifferent, most players think they have eyes on the next level and whether it's overseas sure. or or playing professionally in the NBA. And I, I think that would be a hell of a recruiting pitch, man. I mean, I think you would be a, a bit of a, a – a, you'd be different. And I, and I think in, in some different ways – it would be an outside the box hire if you went that way, similar to what Joey McGuire was. You know, when when Joey wasn't uh, he wasn't a coordinator or a head coach technically, and 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 you end up striking gold a bit uh, with with him. And it's early in his tenure, but at this point right now, I think that we would agree that that was a really good hire. And a lot of people criticized it. A lot of people was like, "This is gonna work with a guy like Borrego." It, it, it makes you different. And I think, I think it would be about who he surrounded himself with. I think that would be an important, you know, cog there. But again, I just give you the other name that I've heard. And, and I, I don't, I, I keep being asked about this name, uh, but I, I have not really heard anything. I mean, it would make some sense and that he's done really well. They did lose yesterday to San Diego state. Uh, but Pat Kelsey of College of Charleston, his name gets being tossed around. He's one of these mid-major types. They they won the Colonial Conference. He just signed a five-year contract and agreed to it, I want to say, three weeks ago. Uh, but it, 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 it pays him a little over a million a year. I think it's small escalator clauses. Again, would he ultimately sign a deal and then, then leave? Uh, would he... You know, I'm sure there's a buyout there, but I'm sure you you could you could eat that if you if you needed to if you were interested. Anyway, I don't know anything about him being a candidate, but I keep getting asked about him, so I wanted to uh, to mention him. I don't know if I've missed anybody here, but I feel like I've we we've tried to give you a good grasp. You've of it. added a couple, yeah. I hadn't heard, and I would guess maybe some locked on Texas Tech viewers or listeners hadn't heard of either. Just before we move on, just the you know the NBA facet. Um, of that particular candidate. Will you give me his name one more time? Eric. James, James, James Borrego. Borrego. Yeah. He, he, um, yeah. Charlotte. Well, I was just going to say the only, only concern, obviously building a college program, continuing to sustain the rebuilding of a college program. The recruiting trail is a whole other monster unique unto itself on the college level, obviously. And it goes double uh, when you're in the big 12 conference and something as competitive uh, as what this league is. That may be the only thing that you think, oh, well, I hope he's hope he's ready for a big-time change as far as, you know, putting his program together. And I, I don't know. I just would imagine NBA-wise, that's got to be quite a bit different if that's what your perspective has been um, through your career. Yeah, and, and, and I, I think uh, – I mean, I don't know for sure, but he's been – you know, he, he – Charlotte made a move. Uh, it's, it's just weird because – learning all about Borrego and, and, and all these things over the last, you know, a few days. And you yeah. look up Michael Jordan going to sell his stake in the, in the Charlotte Hornets is the news out there. And, uh, but, but Jordan and the Hornets made a move. Oh, mid, mid to late April last year. And so he kind of missed all the college cycle. All, all, all of those jobs have been all the movement there is, you know, cause you skip ahead to a month from now and everything will have sorted out on, on, new hires and and firings and all those things. And so he's just kind of been, I think he's been in Albuquerque, but young guy. And I think, you know, and, and I, you get the sense very much family guy and, and wants to, and maybe doesn't want to do the NBA thing anymore where you're just like gone for, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, I, I can't, I don't know for sure. I'm just saying maybe a, a change is in order, but 
I, I think sure. that would it would it would make some sense. Uh, I think in a lot of ways. And again, I think what you touched on, it's really at that point because nobody can deny his basketball chops. Okay, I mean right. that, that part yeah. is it's just about you know teaching him the college world, and that's why you surround him with with college assistants that are well versed and and know what's up, and and maybe guys with ties right. here. I think that 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 would be. And so you you kind of you kind of wonder if that may be a direction they would go, but I think I'm I you, you can be intrigued by Randy Kennedy, really any of these guys, because I think Grant McCaslin could absolutely win basketball games here, man, and I, I think he could win big. Um, I, I just don't know enough about you know Paul Mills yet. I do think that he makes sense as a candidate for sure. Uh, I think Andy Kennedy. A lot of people on the on the you know internet and, and message boards and RedRiverSports.com have kind of said. Now, Andy, I, I I would disagree. I think he would he would be a really good fit here. It doesn't mean that I would be right or that he ultimately would. That's just my opinion. Uh, but uh, you know, we'll. I I don't know if Steve Alford makes sense to me at this point. I don't mind yeah. saying that. I don't think Rick Pitino makes sense to me at this point. Uh, so, and since we last uh, chatted, KJ Allen also entered the portal uh, as well. So that, there's another update on the roster. I don't yeah. know. You know, I don't think that's a a surprise, uh, but uh, maybe he goes back home closer to California and, and all those things. But uh, yeah, I did want to update everybody there. And you said just a moment ago, I think it was just an amalgamation of the two, but you said you could be intrigued uh, or a tech fan could be intrigued by Randy Kennedy. Was that Randy Bennett? Yes. Was that see, the name? see. Okay, yes. that, that's St. Mary's, right? Randy yeah. Bennett? Yes. And see, this is okay. what happens I'm- to me when you start talking all these names and I, I just screwed up <laughs> and I... I, I meshed them together. Yeah, I don't know why. As no, it's all good. I just wanted to make sure because that was a new name to me. Yeah, Randy so Bennett just, and Andy yeah, Kennedy. We'll an and then I one. just, yeah, I just, yeah. So sorry about that. Yeah, my hey, this bad. will all be over soon, Chris. We'll have one name to concentrate on. I can't wait. I can't we'll wait. We'll get to know that one. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, I appreciate the update uh, and some insights there. A couple of new things to consider as far as the head coaching search we will keep it texas tech coming up dead ahead but let's hit the gridiron because just on the other side of the weekend well we got about three days i think a tuesday kickoff spring camp is on the horizon and this is a spring camp something a little unusual in recent years and by recent i mean about a decade this is a spring camp that brings with it hope optimism let's explore that next on locked on texas tech but first today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. The Built March Madness bracket has arrived. I know you got your favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorite and maybe be a winner in the process. You know, I'm voting for that churro, baby. Team Churro 2023. Let me know where you're at at BuiltMarchMadness.com. When you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you're going to be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. And not only that, but one Locked On fan is going to get a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your doorstep. You can't beat that. you got to try Built right now. If you haven't before, Built is the best protein bar ever for real, so amazing, you're not even going to think they're good for you. What makes Built Bars and Puffs so good, for starters, all high in protein, low in sugar, covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff churro like me 
or go your own way and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick at BuiltMarchMadness.com. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech. Coming to you from west of the 100th Meridian, where it's really going down in the frigid great state this weekend. Stay warm out there. Warm up by the warm fire of a Locked On Texas Tech episode. Catch up on anything you might have missed on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts this week. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't so far so you never miss an episode. Last time I looked, we tipped over that 2600 peak, uh, Chris. It feels good, and uh, we appreciate everybody out there saddling up, subscribing on YouTube. Thank you so much. Absolutely, oh, man. Boy. Yeah, uh, subscribe. It doesn't cost anything. We certainly appreciate it. It uh, it helps this uh, helps this show out. And and again, if you want to uh, be a sponsor here and let uh, Cowan and I talk about your product or business or whatever, man, reach out. We would uh, we would love to be a part of that as well. So we appreciate all the all the interest, and we'll uh, we'll keep rocking on, man. Yeah, uh, what a wild time over the last <laughs> couple of weeks, and we appreciate you guys out there. Or decade. Summer. With us, yeah, a decade here on Locked On Texas Tech. Unfortunately, we've only been around since August in this capacity, so we weren't with you then, although uh, via other mediums. Chris, before we get out of here, let's just spend a little bit of time touching on what's coming down the pipe next week, and that is a Texas Tech football spring camp. Uh, Red Raiders obviously like what they got from Joey McGuire in year one. It's been fascinating this offseason to just observe what the record is versus what the fervor kind of feels like. And the fervor does not mirror your record. It mirrors opponents you beat that matter to your fan base, Longhorn Sooners, and it mirrors your most recent results, which was uh, a pretty handy winning streak to wrap up the regular season and then beating an SEC opponent in the bowl game. So, Chris, I don't even know that it's so much the totality of last year. Like, man, we really love the records you threw out. But it was like, hey, most recently, we're having the most fun we had all year long. So I think that was really part of what sustained uh, your offseason energy and momentum. And I don't know about you, but I, I feel quite a bit differently heading into this spring camp as compared to some I have um, in many recent seasons gone by where you're just wondering, all right, well, what are they coming up with this time around? <laughs> but this time around, you're actually looking to build off of some real success. Yeah, I guess at four and five, Joey pounded his uh, hand on the desk right there and was just like, we ain't losing no more. And they didn't. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that really happened, but uh, it would be good if he, if it did. Um, <laughs> but but that that's because there's we always say this when you talk about football records and stuff and, and, you, and you know this, but. There, there's, you know, you finished eight and five, and there are different eight and fives out there. Okay. Oh yeah. There, there's the hollow feeling eight and five. There's the disappointing eight and five. There's the exciting eight and five, or the optimistic eight and five, which is, I think, much. That's what this one was. And and I think when, when you when you look at it, and you're like, okay, you beat that Texas Oklahoma, and you lost your 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 last four games, including your your bowl game, somewhat handily over an SEC team. Yeah, a lot to like. Oh, and by the way, you dealt with a myriad of injuries, especially at the quarterback position, to get that done. I mean, yeah, th yeah. then that even you added either plus on there uh, on on the end of it too, <laughs> and you you feel extra uh, good about uh, that eight and five. So, and you lost your best player during that stretch. 
Tyree Wilson in wasn't the last even three on the games. Field for a lot of that. That's right. Yeah. He was not. And Crazy. he's about to be a I mean, at this point, I, I'm gonna be shocked if he's uh if he's not a top ten pick, which is just nuts. Uh former walk-on Tyree Wilson. Uh yeah. So <laughs> Uh, and that's true. Uh, so I, yeah. I, I think you, you you touched on that. I think there's a lot of uh, optimism and hope here with as you start spring and building off of some of that momentum is that I think there'll be a lot of eyeballs on you. And I, I, I think that it'll be fun to kind of see some of these new guys. Uh, you know, like your 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 Dre McCrae's, your 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 rusty stats, uh, you know, guys like that, Steve mm. Linton. Uh, CJ uh, Baskerville, you know, guys like that kind of ingrain themselves that that are, are transfer portal types. Uh, let me but, let me run that down real quick. Dre McCray, the ultra speedy receiver. Yes. Um, stats and Linton. Linton's the Syracuse kid, right? Where did stats come from? I forgot. Western Kentucky. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And, and I think it, it it stands to reason too. You you kind of want to see Cole Spencer also from Western Kentucky too, because he's point. the one that missed. Because yeah. uh, I think he's going to be a key. He's a starter. I mean, both of those yeah. guys are starters. I think that's your starting. I'm going to go left guard and center. Uh, I, I guess Spencer could be right guard too. But we'll, you know, anyway, that's your starting center and your starting guard. And then, you know, and then Baskerville. And that means Wilburn, Wilburn where? I'm sorry, you just touched on that lineup. Wilburn right guard or? He'll move to the other. I think Spencer and Wilburn are your two guards and then and then stop. Your, did we decide you to, your mom, the, the, his mom reached out to you and, and said, is it stats or just stats? Stats. She said, stats. don't go putting on airs, boys. Okay, stats. There you go. Okay, so stats. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to screw that up. Uh, for the for the remainder of the deal, I'm gonna have to really like ingrain that into the old brain there, and kind of hey, just that. like a good mother, she'll be there to gently correct us and yes, nurture us. And I, as we continue I apologize, to do so, sure. Mrs. Stats, uh, for, for my because uh, I've heard nothing, I've heard nothing but positives uh, about about Rusty and how quickly he's acclimated, how quickly he's he's led, how quickly you know, I mean, he's just picked things up, and again, he already knows this offense, but I mean, this is gonna be one of those sneaky, very key additions in this offseason because a lot of people are going to not, you know, it's not the flashy thing as the offensive line. But as you and I talked last year, man, as we were going through this, that center position, I mean, Dennis Wilburn stabilized the whole thing and they weren't exactly great up front. But if you take him away, the wheels would have fallen off and he stabilized I think you said like at one point late in the regular season that Dennis Wilburn could be like, one of your three most important players on the entire roster. <laughs> like I think he was your most valuable. I think he was your offensive MVP. I really do. <laughs> yeah, that's just yeah. crazy, but probably true. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely believe that. Um, <laughs> well, in the O line, man, I was going to say, like, I don't. Everybody can determine what they think they can learn from spring camp and what means what, but the O line is is where my attention will be focused almost exclusively, Chris, because I, I, you want to talk about hope or optimism? I got some of that as far as the pivot uh, for Coach Hamby and his offensive line from year one to year two. Certainly a liability last year and a liability throughout the previous decade, save for some very, very infrequent moments. But with some of the additions you're describing right there, uh, and hopefully a little bit better health luck. I mean, who knows how that's going to go? We'll knock on wood. I've got some optimism about this offensive line really taking a big step forward. And if you do that, 
you got a really good chance as a team, obviously, to, to take a step forward. But that is the key group of the spring for me. It's it's not sexy, uh, but maybe that's not what spring camp is supposed to be about, man. In the trenches is where it's going to be decided once again. What do you think about the chance to really take a big step with that group from where they were last year to maybe next year? Oh, I, I, I think, uh, and I don't know, I think we, we could, you know, argue on how big of a step they can take, but I think, I think drastic improvement is absolutely possible there. And again, it's, it's, it's how healthy can you stay? And then the yeah. spring, the task is, is to figure out, okay, if we, if we're sitting here determining kind of who the three starters are in the interior, you know, you need to create some depth there, you know, because what are you going to do a year from now? Because I believe all three of those guys are seniors. So what are you going to do a year from now when all those three of those guys are gone? What are you going to do at center in both the guard spots? Okay, so there's that. And I think but in the, the immediate need is like kind of develop, okay, what, what what's tackle going to look like for you? I think Monroe Mills, I think Caleb Rogers, I think Ty Buchanan, I think they're all candidates to, to, to be starters at either right or left tackle. I wouldn't assume anything there. I do think that, you know, maybe when they broke apart from the the bowl prep and all that, there was some thought that going into the spring, it would be Monroe Mills at left, Caleb Rogers at right, and let's make Ty Buchanan kind of the swing tackle, like the depth guy. But that could change a million times between now and the end of the spring or now in the beginning of, of next season. And, hell, even into next season, you know, that's just kind of how this stuff goes. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, You'll so, play a sixth offensive lineman at some point, I imagine. <laughs> well, I, and, and you know, well, you, you saw some of that. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, Henry Teeter is kind of like that at, at, at times. Uh, but so it, it's after we go to six, like the, it's the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. That's what spring is about in many ways. Is that mm-hmm. I think you feel like you know what what uh, you know stats is. You know what uh, Cole Spencer is to a certain extent. And you certainly know what Dennis Wilburn is. Uh, but you, you know you need to develop depth and kind of some chemistry and and all those things because uh, the health of uh, Tyler Shuck and, and Baron Morton kind of uh, you know <laughs> they're going to count on it. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see. But I think that's a that's a key position to pay attention to throughout the spring because if there is improvement there, and I'd be shocked if there's not, because you already were really good on offense last year. And and I think we would all agree you're pretty average on up front. And it just again some injuries and then just you're just doing the best you can. I think I think Kitley did a phenomenal job of kind of masking a lot of that. Uh but I think if you get some improvement there, it, it just you know it's a domino effect. It, it allows for a lot more play calling and, and and some different things. And I think you'll be faster this year on offense too. So uh, we can get into that in the, in the coming yeah. days. Well, the aforementioned Dre McCray, a big reason uh, as to why that could be possible. And, yeah, before we get out of here, Baskerville on the defensive side, uh, the San Diego State transfer, right? And I think, doesn't he have some all-conference accolades at San Diego State, I thought? Yeah, and he, he's, uh, you know, if you want to think about, like, how he fits in, I mean, he will be basically Muddy Waters' replacement. I mean, you know, that – you know that star position, I guess, which is kind of the hybrid that you're 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 like a linebacker slash safety. You you play kind of closer to the line of scrimmage. You cover the slot at times. You can rush the passer at times. I mean, and I think uh, I think they kind of see his skill set, you know, factoring in there. Man, it's going to be exciting to get back to it, and of course that means uh, on the other side of that. 
the real one is coming down the pipe. I think we're 100 days away from 100 days away from kickoff. <laughs> I was about to <laughs> say, something. man. I'm like, just 100 days away? Sign me up. But I think, yeah, I, I got you. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, about 70 away from 100, something along those lines. Yeah. So get your countdown clock tuned up. You still got a little bit of time. But, man, looking forward to just seeing uh, what they can come up with uh, within this spring camp. Uh, do we have early enrollees to mention any anybody on that radar? I'm trying to think. Uh, there, there there are some. Um, you know, maybe we can get into it's that. really going to factor in, you think? or Yeah, we can get into some of that next week. But I, I think namely okay. some DBs uh, that I think gotcha. uh, have a chance to, to factor in early, specifically at corner, you know, some depth behind, you know, Rashad Williams and Malik Dunlap. So, but I, yeah, there's some early enrollees, I, I think, uh, that we, we can get into for sure. And and I just kind of highlighted the early enrollees, if you want to call them that, like the portal guys, because I know they're going to factor in right away for sure. Yeah, yeah, for so. sure. We'll have a wagon load of spring camp coverage <laughs> over the coming weeks as we get that started next week. And of course, keeping a close eye, like if you had a monocle or something on this Texas Tech coaching search hope you enjoy the weekend enjoy the ncaa tournament and join us again on the other side on locked on texas tech on monday make it your first listen on youtube or anywhere you get podcasts and we hope for your second listen you'll check out locked on college basketball it's the one-stop college hoops shop on the locked on podcast network available on youtube or anywhere you get podcasts that's locked on college basketball for your second Listen, for Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, thanks for the time and the perspectives as always, man. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the madness, people. I know everybody's brackets are busted, man, but hang in there. Just enjoy <laughs> enjoy the sport, man. Enjoy the sport. St. Patrick's Day is here, so enjoy that too. We'll talk to you uh, early next week. And you let us all down, Colgate. Go to your room and think <laughs> about it over the weekend before you come out. Go to bed with no supper. All right, hope you have a great one. We'll see you on the other side on Locked on Texas Tech.